1: This is your place for all things Detroit Red Wings and all things Chicago Blackhawks. This is the Stick Blade Podcast with your hosts, Jordan Linscott, David Barnhouse, Nick LePage, and Tim Stampinato. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Stick Blade Podcast, your place for all things Detroit Red Wings and Chicago Blackhawks, as well as news around the NHL. I'm your host for tonight, Jordan. Let's for my co-host, David Barnhouse, and Tim Stampinado. Welcome to the show. On tonight's show, we're going to talk about all things Red Wings, all things Hawks. In particular, for the Wings, we're going to be talking about the fact that uh, Jonathan Berggren and uh, Simon Evanson are playing for the AHL All-Star Game. The Detroit Red Wings are back on the upswing. They just swept the Cal Road Trip the first time since 2008. Fun enough. Um, also, the fact that Nate Danielson, are I would say probably most important or most valuable center prospect right now, their pipeline. Gets traded from the Brandon Wheat Kings to the Portland Winter Hawks. So that's a bit of a draft, uh, I guess, change for him. But that's kind of going to be it for the Wings. And then we move on to the Hawks. I mean, Tim, the Hawks had a couple pieces to talk about this week as well. I mean, a couple players out, a couple players in, and then some growth from the guys in your guys' farm system. who, about in the week might not be as far off from being a competitive club. I think they may have been.
0: I mean, yeah, 100%. I mean, th- there's a lot going on for the Hawks right now. None of it involves winning, but all of it vol- all of it involves growth. So we're going to be talking about a lot of different pieces of where the rebuild is at. Uh, we've got Seth Jones coming back from injured reserve, but also with that, a priority shifting with the way the D-men are being played. Uh, we've got a Felino extension we're going to talk about. Uh, Bedard still fighting to come back, but he's still out and we've had our prospects having an absolutely banner weekend. So we're going to be diving all into that. Uh, excited to start breaking things down one by one with you guys.
1: So I I kind of want to like start with the wings because I I feel like the Hawks is kind of going to be more
0: long-term speaking, Sure, um, sure, because we so, don't have anything good going for us right now. I, <laughs> I, I hear it, it not- Jordan. You want to talk about the present and we're the future. I get it.
1: I mean, the Wings are starting to enter the winning period, but I do think the okay. Hawks aren't far from
0: what people think. I agree, and that's okay. what we'll be touching on. So please, by all means, let the let the Wings go first.
1: So... I mentioned it already. The Detroit Red Wings they swept California road trip where they played the San Jose Sharks, Ellings, and the Anaheim Ducks. The first time since 2008, this team has—they look like they're finally coming out of the absolute slump that they were in for all of December. I feel good about this because San Jose and Anaheim clubs, because i, I don't think they are to be honest. But the fact that they beat the LA Kings they're comfortably against that team. Mm-hmm. I, that's something that we noted. It it looks like this team finally started to find their groove again now, and it does. They've gotten good goaltending from at, in this past stretch.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, takeaway,
1: the team scoring again, which helps.
2: Yep, the team scoring. We finally broke the uh, streak of not being able to win a game unless we score, what was it, four-plus goals? Oh, yeah, yeah four, four. goals. Yeah, we, we finally broke that streak um, during that road trip. Uh, but, yeah, goaltending is a big part of it. Alex Lyon is back healthy, and he's playing like the definitive number one that we kind of thought before the injuries happened that he was going to step up and take from Huso. Um, a lot of those games we won, yes, we scored goals. But he's the one that kept us in those games and really made a lot of remarkable saves. Um, We lost against Edmonton, a hot Edmonton, to say the least. That was on an eight-game win streak. and um, We could have beaten them. We hit the post a lot. But Lyon had an amazing save against probably the best player in the game, Connor McDavid, where I was absolutely shocked, and I think McDavid was the camera like showed him after the play like for the commercial, and his face was like, because like it was just like a glove save that like, split second, it had been a goal, um, but goaltending has made a difference. Alex Lyon's healthy, um, unfortunately, he's still got you know James Reimer's you know sitting behind him, but hopefully he keeps playing the way he's playing, which is unfortunate because we're playing a division rival who's struggling, and tonight. But most likely, Reimer's going to be the guy in net. But Toronto's also putting Sanson out in the net.
1: Yeah, and we talked about this before, but Toronto is, they're a pure offense team. It, if you can exploit their defensive weaknesses, you can very much beat that team.
0: Yep. Could you not also say the same thing about the Wings right Yeah, now It's, it's going to hey, be an hey, offensive hey, shootout. Watch it. This is going to be a barn burner of a game. And, no, I think it's huge that you've got Alex Lyon back. I mean, we've been talking about this. The team has absolutely felt the absence of Lyon, and I think it's great. Honestly, you know you've got him for this year locked up as your number one, and you're going to ruin him so he won't be good next year. But if you can get everything you can out of him this year, you can find whoever replaces him next year now. So that's going to be key. Yep.
1: Detroit's going to be like the team where if you're a goaltender and you want to get a good contract, come here. We'll give you one year of quality showing, then we'll trade you somewhere else where you can get paid.
0: That's it. One-year deals only. Anything more than that, you're going to expire.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't stay here more than two years, goalies. Don't do
0: it. But no, all, all jokes aside, actually, the game between Toronto and Detroit's going to be interesting because they're both high scoring offense teams right now. I would give Detroit the edge though on defense at this time, based on the comparisons between the two. I think the pure offensive talent in Toronto is arguably Mm -hmm. a little bit, I would give them the edge there. I mean, geez, Matthew Marners, like duh, obviously, Uh but you've got the edge on defense, and right now you've got the edge on goaltending. I think that's going to be a really cool, evenly matched game that's going to allow both teams to highlight their skills.
1: It, it's such an interesting one for Toronto because they're it's it, it's offense only with that club. It, oh yeah, they want six or seven goals every game.
0: Yep, and but that's how they're built. That's that's yeah, that's yeah. literally their design, which is. It, not sustainable but like yeah uh, here we are
2: yeah
1: i don't tonight I, i'm hoping it's a cool shootout for sure that that's all i'm gonna say about the game i agree I, with you i hope it's a cool shootout um we can move on though um obviously we talked about the defense still needing work that's something that i th- i'm gonna tie it into a segment later with the wings so at the excited. end um The next piece of news to talk about, Nate Danielson, he got traded from the Brandon Wheat Kings to the Portland Winterhawks to play. I think that this is a step in the positive direction for him. He's going to move to a higher scoring club, going to get more of an offensive chance to develop his game there. He was already, I think, almost a point per game player with the Wheat Kings, and that was when I don't want to say everyone around him wasn't good, but he was very much the star on that club that's how i would pull it. Oh, yeah. he was the star on the
2: brandon weekends oh he most definitely was for sure and you know the news broke to us in a rather <laughs> nervous nerve-wracking way with our, our good our good other co-host nick who's not currently here um saying oh nate danielson's a hawk and i'm just like um wait and i was doing that like zach Galifianakis math gif i'm like did he yep. trade them, him and a bunch of pigs for Connor Bedard? What's going on? No, 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 no. And then I was like, I Googled it. I was like, oh, he's a he's a, he's a, 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 a snow hawk. Okay, okay.
0: Winter <laughs> hawk, snow hawk. Come Winter on, snow David. Hawk. Know your Same WHL thing. team's my man. <laughs>
2: Sorry, you got the Wheat Kings you, and the you Winter You don't Hawks. have
0: every single major, like, junior league memorized. I don't understand it.
2: Got the Flint Firebirds. You got... There you
0: go. You got them. We'll have a competition one of these days. But no, I. this is going to be exciting for Danielson to play on a high-scoring team that he... I think he'll still be A or the star on the team, but now the complimentary cast that he's going to have, that's going to allow him to play in a lot of different situations and get different matchups. So that's super exciting. Yep. Good for his development too. Again, you don't want to get too comfortable with one offense, being able to change things up and adapt to different coaching styles. I feel like that's something we don't talk about enough is that sometimes in junior leagues, these guys will stay, even with like college or whatever, they'll stay with the same group of players, the same coaching staff, the same trainers throughout their growth until they get to their NHL team. A guy that goes through a trade like this has to completely uproot, move over, develop a new chemistry with a new supporting cast, develop that chemistry with trainers who have different theories and methodologies. This is really, really cool to get to see somebody grow and adapt with.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the, the I feel like the last piece of wings is I want to talk about before we move on is um, Obviously, Jonathan Berggren and Simon Edmondson, they got named to the AHL All-Star game that's coming up. Huge for them. Um, Jonathan Berggren, last year, I think it was, he was the highest scoring player in Griffin's history. Kind Kind of the big deal. Um, Simon Edmondson looks all the parts of an NHL defenseman already. I think he's kind of the unfortunate – He's the unfortunate victim of a log jam in Detroit because Detroit went out and they bought probably one or two too many defensemen this year in the offseason. That being said, it's great that the Wings have two players who are both good enough to make the AHL All-Star game. It's not the NHL by any means, but it's still relevant to the fact that the American hockey league is not night and day different than the AH or than the NHL. Yeah. That being said though, I want to ask your guys' opinion on this. We've talked about it before. The wings defense needs help. I don't think that's a, I don't think any of us would disagree with that statement. Jonathan Bergeron was a, a point per game player last year. He's a I think he's a point per game player this year in the AHL. I don't know why they're not giving him ice time at the NHL level, but if they're not going to how would you guys feel about them packaging him with a first round draft pick and going and getting a younger not like a obviously no team's going to trade like a Simon Edvinson caliber defenseman away, but a younger defenseman who is just about to start hitting that 25, 26 year range on a team who's about to start rebuilding that way. Detroit has a more certified top four defenseman.
0: I'm going to let David go first because it's his team and I've got some strong opinions. So David go for it, my man. I want to hear it.
2: I mean, I love Johnny burgers. I, I was really hoping that little stint he had where he scored two goals Looks During right. his little emergency call-up, I'm like, oh, maybe they'll change that emergency part and drop somebody else, but they haven't. I'd love for him to stay, and I don't know. In, in all reality, I'd love to turn back time and draft Quinn Hughes instead of uh, Zadina now looking, you know, back hindsight 2020, you know. Um, but if it means bringing in a, another caliber defenseman who can help, you know, we got Sider, we got Wallman, we got um, Ghost Bear and Sharot, but like something's clearly not clicking still. Um, so yeah, I mean, and this brings this is gonna bring us to another discussion of like the Izer plan and where we're going, and I think Jordan and I talked about this before in last week's episode as well. Um, but like, I don't know, like I like Bergrin. I want him to succeed. I want him to succeed here. But if it means trading him I don't know. What do you, what do you, uh Jordan, where are you going with this?
1: I I just think with Detroit's lack of rebuild luck in terms of like, you know, getting like the, those game-changing, game-breaking players, eventually Steve Eiserman I think does kind of have to make his own luck. I think it's one of those things where The draft hasn't done him any favors, and if it's not going to happen for him, he's got to do it himself. And Steve's gone on record saying that this team's not going to win because one or two superstars carried this club. It's going to have to be a team effort. But if you can get a very young defenseman who's like 23, 24 years old, who's proven he can be a top four guy, and it means you've got to trade a a – I wouldn't even say a prospect at this point, but – A player in your prospect pool who is already a certified middle six guy and a first round draft pick. I think you do it because at this point, Detroit's first round draft picks, they're going to, like, at least they're expected to all start being at the bottom half of the first round moving forward. And Mm -hmm. it gets harder and harder to find difference makers after that. And so. I almost feel like they should be looking at the point where let's trade for a sure thing here as
2: opposed to maybe we hit a bust or hit a boom. So so who you are you, you trading for, Jordan? Who's in your uh, trade board?
0: Yeah, I'm curious. This is actually something I'm really curious about as I'm like looking for defensemen between the ages of 21 and 24 that are hitting a peak.
1: I mean, I know he's had injury problems, and I know he just got traded to Philly, but if you'd asked me beforehand, I would have actually said Jamie Drysdale. I know he's had yeah. in injury problems, but man, that could you imagine a a young guy of his caliber when he turns twenty five and like he's finally got his health in be order? Phenomenal! It, that would be such a great group of Cider, Drysdale, Edvinson, and then whoever their fourth player is. If it's Jake Wallman or somebody else from the free a free agency market, I mean, you know, you know, yeah, that's Buffalo not a bad is... top
2: four. Buffalo is not, you know, doing well right now. They got a couple of really good defensive players there we could steal from.
0: I mean, that's exactly, again, you've got to find a team that wants, A, has a space and a need for Berggren that also has an expendable 21 to 24 year old defenseman that's getting into their and developing and like going to step in and play second pairing minutes. Uh, buffalo's got a glut of those defensemen i think you could look at realistically ottawa that has underperformed could use more help up front and could maybe yeah. afford getting rid of a younger defenseman uh honestly the new york rangers brandon schneider was a first round pick in 2020 he's playing on their third line right now but like they're stacked up front with fox with truba, truba. with uh teandre miller like ryan lingert like They could afford to move Schneider, and he's like 21. Uh, You could move him over and trade that. I guess my thoughts, again, the reason you're not playing Berggren is because you've been signing multiple free agents the last two off seasons, and you've Mm -hmm. got a bunch of veterans in there. There's no room for him. I remember asking this at the start of the year, like, hey, I don't really see a space for... Berggren, and I didn't see a space for Valeno at the time, but like Valeno has, he, A, he's older, he's running out of time, and he's earned that spot that he did. Uh, <clears throat> Berggren doesn't have that, and I don't see a spot in the next two years. Other new players are coming in. There isn't a spot for him. He mm-hmm. is your d- expendable player. Uh, and then my thought with, again, bringing in another defenseman is a great idea, but you also have to move uh, Yeah, I think that's the only, again, because what good is bringing in another defenseman if there's no space for him and you've already got two or three guys play that are the exact same caliber of player realistically. <laughs> uh, you you got to move somebody. And if you're Iserman and you can move Sherat for even a fourth round pick, you got to get rid of that contract. He's your weak link. <laughs> he's expensive. Then you can flip... Bergeron in a first or something like that for a quality young defenseman. I, I think that's got to be your move.
1: I, the only thing that the only reason I say it right now is because I looked at Detroit's uh like their cap situation, their buyout spots are about to open back up and you could in theory buy out Ben Sherat and you could open a roster spot.
0: How, how many years are left on his contract though? Cause that would double. After this year,
1: he'll have two years left, so he'd be on buyout for four years.
0: I hate buyouts unless you absolutely have to. Like again, you guys worship the wheeling and dealing of uh Iserman. Isn't he the guy that whenever he gets on the phone he can flip uh Ben Sherat for you know Rasmus Down, some... you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I do want to put out there Philip Philipperonic is probably available. He's you know oh going into free agency. You could trade Berggren in a first for Philip See, The
2: problem is Vancouver's is hot right now, and yeah, he's they were the they're, reason they're yeah, hot.
0: exact. I wonder what's going to happen to him in free agency. Not a topic he's, for right now, but like fascinating question, right? I'm happy yeah. for
2: him. I'm happy for the guy.
0: But yeah there's no space for Bergeron on this, Bergeron on this team. And right now with Ben Sherratt, Jeff Petrie, oh, Petrie, Justin Hall, Oli Mata, like good Lord, man, they're all playing the same.
2: They're all playing bottom there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like and is right the bit, best
2: of those three. In my opinion.
0: I agree with you, but like, you've got to get rid of either Sherratt or Petrie. Otherwise you just, you don't have a space for the new yep. Wonder Kid to come in,
1: exactly. That's fair, but just it was an idea that I had
2: floating. Oh, I love it, him. but like, I
0: do think it's got to be multiple moves there.
2: I, I look forward to the defensive lineups of Cider having a combination of Cider, Walman, Edvinson, Sandine, Pelica, and whoever else in the future. Like,
0: oh yeah, is Walman still injured for you, or uh, no, he Just good. got okay. scratched
2: last night. It was oh, off. is that
0: what it was? Okay.
2: Yeah. 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 They they're getting ready for his uh amazing gritty bobblehead that's coming out to fans for the next game that can't, i so can't desperately have him want. for that. I so desperately want that bobblehead.
0: Yeah, no, it's on chiller. my desk
2: for my students to be like, "Look at this. Look at this. All you kids with your gritties." This is the real gritty. This
0: guy hits the gritty. But no, Jordan, fantastic question. Because like you guys have to be constantly thinking right now about what's going to improve this roster right now. And Bergeron, I don't know if he's the present, and I don't know if he's the future anymore.
1: Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's that weird middle piece of like, he could be. But mm-hmm. as of I right now... I think he's
0: great. But yeah. he's a redundancy.
1: That yeah, that's the issue. It, it's, does he fit management's plan with this club long-term
0: the Hawks would love him we'll trade you like Isaac Phillips which Ooh. is a legit he's a great like young defenseman uh mm. I think he's going to develop into at least, at Korchinski. Like, that's fun you got fun right, I'll <laughs> make you a deal all
1: right I'm about to break we'll it tra- yeah <laughs> we'll trade you Jonathan Bergeron and Ben Sherratt with half retain and in exchange you guys give us Connor Murphy
0: I would make that deal in a heartbeat I love Murph, and I think that he would actually provide you with more stability than you've got now. Uh, I, But I think that, and again, fine to take an older defenseman, like retain some set. Like that's totally fine with me. I like that deal. I think Murphy would be good for you. you and as a proven reset yeah.
1: for your rebuild, you get rid of Murphy because Murphy's only got one year after this. Year, yeah, right. How so old is
0: Murphy?
2: 30. We don't need older.
1: Yeah, but he's a holdover, and like he's basically he's taking you're subtracting. We have a lot of holdovers, though. Yeah, but you're subtracting one year of Ben Charot's holdover, basically.
0: Yeah, and you're getting a better player than Ben Charot. Yeah, is that
2: worth giving up Bergeron for? You're
0: gonna have to give him. Not
2: gonna hang around anyway. Honestly, I
0: I would argue that you might not even need to retain fifty percent. Maybe if you retain twenty five percent of Charot's salary. Because, frankly, we're fine with that.
1: But anyway, it's, it's just a hypothetical. Yeah, no, it's move a, I, I
0: love that. I love that deal, frankly. um, But, yeah, go we'll ahead. Move, we'll move on to the Hawks
1: here in just a second. But first, got to talk about tonight's sponsor for the show, and we that's sure DraftKings do. Sportsbook. Um, if you've never really checked out DraftKings, it's placed a bet on all things sports. Um, I mean, just particularly tonight as we're recording this, the NFL's got playoff games going on. So, like, the Lions play in about two and a half hours. So you could bet on the lions game tonight. You could bet on all sorts of stuff like who the winner is, who the touchdowns are going to be, how many rushing, I think you can even bet on like how many yards are going to be rushed for stuff like that. Like there's all sorts of stuff like that, that you can bet on DraftKings. I mean, they're going to play the, uh, the wings are going to play the Leafs tonight, for example, you can bet on that game. Um, but, yeah, check out DraftKings, are sponsor for tonight's show. Um, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers, you can bet just 5 bucks on the NHL, and you get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. Have to be 20 or older age varying by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield logo are represent trade, or registered trademarks by the National Hockey League, copyright 2024, NHL, all rights reserved. So let's go ahead and move on to the Hawks, Tim, because the Hawks, you guys had a couple important things happen for the next, I would say, two months worth of hockey Hockey for you guys. Um, yeah. Obviously, you've got Bedard's injury, Felino's out, the extension for Felino. Uh, Seth Jones coming off IR. Luke Richardson's comments about really like letting players oh, grow, yeah. and also you guys had a pretty good week for your prospects. So let's let's jump into these, Tim. Which one do you want to tackle
0: first? Boy, howdy, How, where do I choose? I mean, I might just you know again, I should say everything that we're breaking down is all under the bubble of the status of the rebuild. Realistically, because I think we're all very well aware this team is bad. We have won once in 2024 so far. Uh, without Bedard, we have very little in the you know world of firepower or just skill in general, but there's a lot of really positive moments for growth, development, and for the future. Uh, one thing that's really, really exciting is the fact that we got Seth Jones off of injured reserve and back on the ice with the team. Like, I cannot state enough. I know Jones is a polarizing character with the Hawks, but like... He's, he's our best defenseman. Well, I think he's our second best defenseman. I think Alex Vlasic is our best defenseman actually, which is phenomenal and was not expected going into this year. Uh, But Jones and Vlasic is our best pairing and Jones with his leadership, with his, you know, again, veteran presence, he is a huge presence back on the ice for us. But with him coming back, That means that the defense gets to get shaken up a little bit. We saw uh, Jared Tenorti benched last night. And what's really cool to me is Richardson after the game discussing why Tenorti was benched. Because he talked about, you know what, we love Tenorti, love his game. That said, with Jones back, we have also had a lot of young defensemen that have been earning more playing time, and we need to get a sense of who we've got the priority is finally shifting to a sense of give the young guys playing time. There's always tried to be a balance when possible of, well, let's match a veteran with a rookie. Let's make sure that, you know, we don't have too many rookies on any given night. I think that mindset now, especially with Bedard out and understanding that this year is a punt like Let's get more young guys in there. And I. it's really cool to hear uh, Richardson talk about, like, Louis Crevier has had a couple of really cool games and learned a lot. Isaac Phillips has shown that he's got more in the tank. Obviously, Vlasic and Korczynski have been great. You know, obviously, they're learning from mistakes. They're developing. Like, this is really exciting. And that shift in mentality, especially on the young defense, I think that's going to be something we see for the rest of this year as a common refrain. So don't expect, listen, don't expect uh stellar defensive metrics this year, but do be on the lookout for a lot of individual plays, a lot of, you know, small victories and seeing a defenseman that maybe had a lapse in judgment, but was able to skate back and cover their guys. Still, that's what we're going to be looking for on defense.
1: I mean, that's so we should be looking for though.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say we're sort of in a totally opposite side of where the Red Wings are with their defense, where it's a lot of veteran guys. Uh yeah, please. I
1: I want to. I, I think I yeah I was talking to you guys about this this week, but yeah, I I really don't think that the Hawks are as far up from being competitive as people think they are. I mean. We were talking about it before the show, but I, I think the, the realistically the Hawks quote unquote won the 2022 entry draft. Kevin Korczynski looks, I mean, yes, he's still very raw, but he's, but he's got hanging the in the t- NHL he's as an in offensive the NHL, defenseman, yeah, and he's yep. got all the tools to be a number one. He's not going to be like a, a he's not going to be like a like a superstar shutdown defenseman guy. But he can be Back. that offensive punch from the blue line who can play competent defense. And we, I, this was a couple months ago, granted, but he's already had some great shifts on the penalty kill where he's able to predict where players are going to be at before he catches the puck as it's coming into his zone. His ability Stuff like, to read the game, yeah. Yes, being able to read and predict that – when you look at all of the all-time great defensemen, though, at least from the past twenty years, all of them can do it. They can all read and predict where plays are going. That's really what sets the great defensemen apart from just the good ones.
0: Well, and I was even compared again. You talked about him not being, you know, maybe he's not going to be that shut down like stud defenseman on that end. But Alex Vlasic is showing like he's comparing metrics to uh, Nicholas Jalmerson. Except his stretch, pa- like his ability to do like a stretch pass is phenomenal. But this is a guy that is using his body, is disrupting plays, is shutting things down in his side of the ice. Like between him and Korczynski, I am absolutely want- jazzed about the status of, hey, that's the future of hockey. Don't you silence the next generation, <laughs> David. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, with Vlaskin Korczynski specifically, I'm really excited. And I know Louis Crevier is going back down to Rockford. He's going to go back down and be a stud top four defenseman in Rockford, taking back what he's learned in the NHL this year. Uh, But but speaking of defensemen, actually, and the AHL, Ethan Del Mastro, our fourth fourth round pick a couple years back, he's uh, Rockford's AHL All-Star. So not just in the NHL, but in the AHL, we have some massive developing prospects for defense, uh, which is super exciting. That, Oh, go ahead. Were you going to say something, Jordan?
1: No, no, no. Let's just ask like, please. Obviously, Demastro seems like a steal for you guys. I mean, yeah, seriously. even if he just pans out as a bottom four defenseman for a fourth round, was it was a third or fourth round draft. Pick, he was like a fourth that, round pick that that's still very good. Like most most third rounders don't even make it to the NHL
0: that well yeah. that's exactly my thing if we can hit again we were talking about this a little bit before the show talking about like some of the picks that the New York Rangers have had in the last couple of years with like first and second overall picks obviously you need those picks to hit your first rounders ideally a couple of your second rounders you need those to hit but a team that can have third fourth fifth you guys know all too well, seventh round picks. If you yeah. can have yeah. some of them hit, that's when you develop a championship team. That's a Nicholas Jalmerson was a fourth or fifth round pick. Like you need people all across the draft to hit. And that's why, you know, you take a swing on some guys saying, hey eh, he might not be good right now, but like, I think he's got potential. That's where we're at right now. Uh, that said, On the other side of the spectrum, completely ignoring prospects for a second, we have an extension to talk about, and that extension is the true veteran, the grizzled old man of the Hawks, Nick Foligno, has signed a two-year extension, 4.5 mil a year, this... Jordan, David, I cannot stress enough how fantastic this is, actually. Oh, yeah. I know people are freaking out a little bit. Like, oh, they're overpaying for an old man. Like, yeah, of course we are. We need to hit the cap floor still. That's a two-year deal that's going to expire when Bedard and Korchinski's next contract kicks. Like, this is a perfect timeline of signing Felino. And my God, guys, he chips a it a little bit off at- he chips in a little bit offensively, he's defensively minded. So he's up and down the lineup in the ice and off the ice. This man is the voice of the locker room. I love Felino. Uh,
1: 4.5 for Felino. I know people are like, that's not worth the money. He's in, he's a vac- right. in a vacuum, in a vacuum, yes, you're correct. He's not worth 4.5. But to a team that's rebuilding, that is not even close to cap crunched. 4.5 for what is... I mean, obviously, I don't I don't think they're going to throw the C on him if he's only going to be here for two years. But a guy who is acting like a captain for your locker room... Yeah. I, I don't think that that's that insane, well, especially given he's been around the NHL for over a decade.
0: The, the man has seen it all. And, like, the fact that he's willing to sign a two-year extension here, he's never won a cup. Like... The fact that he's not out chasing a cup as like a bottom six guy just trying to add a little like like Thornton did at the end of his yeah. career, you know, the fact that he's like, no, 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 I believe in what we're fighting for here. I've never been someone that goes and just tries to chase glory. like I want to work hard and earn it. Like this team does not have an identity yet. Right now, this team's identity is tank, rebuild, Bedard. and Felino is the one. I remember him talking about the hit on Bedard that knocked him out. Uh, and he talked about like, hey, you know what? I don't think the guy's a dirty player. I think he's a clean player. You can argue the hit was clean. This guy did his job. I did my job standing up for Bedard, letting him know that he's taken care of, that we see him. Like, dude, that's that's so, that's so the right mindset. Like, this team is fighting for an identity, and Nick Felino is helping establish that that's worth 4.5 mil to me right now for a team that doesn't care about money. Yeah. This is exactly what we should be doing.
1: The other thing is, I mean, real, just realistically speaking, yeah, what is, not is Nick Folino blocking, nobody's Nick Folino isn't blocking anybody in your prospect pipeline from coming up to this club. No. And if at any point in the next two years, he is, either you guys had a prospect who absolutely blew the doors off and came out of nowhere, which, again, perfectly fine. because and, uh, could,
0: Great problem to have. Yeah,
1: great problem. And even so, even if you did, and you really need the roster spot that bad, which, again, I don't think you will, you could still bury his contract if you need be. Because how many more years does Seabrook have on uh, the IR
0: contract? Uh, Seabrook's gone. Seabrook's on Tampa. We traded him okay. to Tampa, so oh. we, ha- we don't have him. But
1: that's the thing is, like, <laughs> you guys aren't even crazy. close to cap strapped. Like, there's no, no reason all. to be upset about this. It's a short term deal for a leader for your rock- locker room while players are developing.
0: Well, and realistically, like, we have other guys. If somebody blew the doors off, and if Frank Nazer came in at the end of this year and was like, "Hey, it's time for me," like. <sighs> Oh, okay. Like we said, Rem Pitlick is gonna stop him. Like <laughs> I, I don't think Taylor Radish is worth stopping him. Like, no. we, there's been so many opportunities this year for young guys to step up and show what they can do, mm-hmm. and like it, it definitely highlights to me that a lot of these guys are not gonna be around for. The 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 competing again when we're actually actively working for a Stanley Cup, I, I just don't see it again. Zach Sanford, cool, he's going to be gone. Uh, Boris Kachuk, get him out of here. I don't care. Like Reese Johnson, he's not going to block Frank Nazer. Nope. Nick Foligno, there are so many other people that could go before Foligno. I I I, I feel great about it. Frank and it's cool that we're in a position now that we're actually looking to build and develop that culture as opposed to flipping people.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you can't think forever. Like eventually, you just you become a perpetual rebuilder.
0: So Arizona, so Arizona, Edmonton for a
1: very long time,
0: and arguably still Edmonton. Like Edmonton
1: is so hot and cold. That's the other thing. Like.
0: Well, again, we talked about it with New York. Like they got Lafreniere and Kako. Like they were counting on at least one of them to be a generational franchise talent. They're both awesome players. They're both great complementary pieces, but like they, they have not still developed into somebody that's going to be driving your franchise. Like you can continue to be a rebuilding team, for a long time, it's terrifying, actually, when you think about it.
1: It, it is, and like the Hawks are making sure they don't become one of those
0: franchises. That's important. That's a, that's hundred percent. Again, even with like Felino signing, like, hey, we should re-sign Jason Dickinson, maybe even Pete Mrazik and Dickinson, uh, not Dickinson, uh, Davidson saying, you know what, we might actually like those are guys we would have flipped in the past. Uh, now we might keep them but yeah uh in that same mindset again we've got the young we've got the old we've got the people in between uh but finally i just wanted to hit on like some of the rest of our prospects for a second like we've been develop our, our prospects across the pool whether it's college whether it's the u.s team whether it's uh the major junior leagues it was a great weekend to say the yeah. least for a lot of our players. Like we had nine players total seven goals and 12 assists on Friday. On Friday night, we had seven goals and 12 assists from nine of our players. Frank Naser leading the way with two goals and three assists. Sam Renzel and Nick Lardis each had three assists. Like Gavin Hayes is chipping in with his new team. A couple of goals, Oliver Moore, Landon or Tage Harding, like, these are names that people are going to know in a few years if you don't already. And like, it's so cool to see, I don't know. I don't know if you guys felt this, but like, like, or if you felt it for the wings during your rebuilding years, but like there were so many years between 2015 and like 2020 that I did not hear about any of our prospects and like I'm looking for and nothing exciting is happening with our prospects from 2021 roughly to now, all of a sudden I'm like constantly staying in tune to what's going on in the CHL in college. Like it's thrilling to be able to watch our prospects right now.
1: Well, the thing is, is when, when you're trying to win now, You're not really focusing on development. You're not really focusing on the guys coming through your pipeline. It is very
2: much about the
1: main What can you do for
0: me right now?
1: Yeah, Can you
2: you
0: you
1: help us take advantage of what we have right now?
2: And if they're prospects, sometimes you trade them to get those pieces for the right now, which teams like the Wings and Boston and others have done. I mean, Boston traded away a bunch of picks to us for Bertuzzi to win right now,
0: and he left after the one season. I mean, and that works sometimes again. Sometimes the Hawks picking up Vermet for a first was like, hey, cool, this is exactly what we needed. It paid off. Like, and then sometimes you get, you know, Weiss and Fleischman and nothing happens, and you gave up yep. Philippe Deneau. <laughs>
2: Pittsburgh, the Penguins in 08 trading for Hossa and Hossa helping
0: carry them to the cup final and yeah, lost. Worth it worth the risk sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it's all it risk a- analysis.
1: Who is it? Was it Brandon Montour? Did it with the Panthers last year? Went to the finals. Like, yeah.
0: Corey Perry before he went
2: to the Blackhawks was like a team that would just, I got to play on these contending teams.
0: Yeah. Oh, he, Corey Perry brought a lot of teams to the finals, and turns out Couldn't we were his final. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> oh. All jokes aside, he's apparently able to play in the league again. I wouldn't like. That seems like such a. Gamble. Like you do not want to sign that right now. I would at least wait. Just till because
1: you can doesn't mean you should. Right. exactly. Yep, well, yep,
0: yep. Ask the Bruins how that worked out with uh that Gamble one player. That, well, yeah, exactly. Oh boy, again, not what we're talking about. But like the Hawks are in, to wrap up the Hawks. What a really cool era to be in, where we've got some really grizzled veterans and a lot of just green kids that had that are hungry that's really really cool and we've got a couple of people in the middle that are like hey i'd love to still be here in like two three years that'd be pretty cool right uh we're gonna be a totally different team in like oh, two yeah. or three years
2: oh yeah
1: in two or three years i think the hawks will be about where the wings are at right now i agree you're you're going to be just on that cusp of like getting into the playoffs. Like you're you're going to be where we're at now, where it's like, man, if if everything goes according to plan, we're we're going to be right there hanging with everybody else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, God, that's if exciting. You're, if you're fine with it, Tim, we'll go ahead and transfer out of the uh, out of the Wings and the Hawks talk.
0: Yeah, just don't make me talk about like how our games went the last couple games.
1: <laughs> um. There. There's only really one piece of news that I want to talk about this week. And uh, we, we kind of talked about it already in regards to like Jamie Drysdale. But he got traded to the Flyers in exchange for uh, who's it? Uh, Gauthier, right? So his name, yeah. yeah. Cutter Gauthier. Do I understand why Philly fans are mad that, at least from everything that I've read, he basically ghosted management and didn't return calls, stuff like that. Yeah, I get why you're mad. And I get that you're like, well, our organization spent, you know, a top 10 pick on this guy. I get it. You're upset. But that being said, don't slander the kid in the press. Don't hate on the kid because he didn't want to play for your club. Special guest.
0: (laughs) Yeah, future netminder.
2: Future netminder, Max. That's his favorite position when we're playing uh, the knee hockey and I looked up goalie pads, and I'm like, no, but let's pick something different.
0: <laughs> yeah, what if we waited? we are going to play hockey? We'll
2: play hockey later, okay? Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I don't want him.
0: Don't tell me. Who David, throw him
1: in down that, down? man. The
2: goalie is a coveted <gasps> position. He's, he's, he's making kick saves on me when I'm getting clappers in there with this thing, and I'm just like,
0: you Gosh, he's getting bombs get... sniping at your kid's head. What's the matter? He's gotta be you? ready. He's gotta be ready.
2: Did you duck
0: that? One?
2: Oh my god! <laughs> and he goes, god. he goes, Dad, your skills are dusty.
0: And I go, oh, dusty old man. That's what you are. Oh, that's awesome. The future is now. Uh, uh-huh. but yeah, no, I I understand Jordan what your art yes, looks you like. Me. Yeah, Philly. I get it. I, I would be upset too if I was a Philly fan, but like yes. it's absolutely busted how I, I don't like that their management and their ownership came out in Philly. It was like Philly remembers. Philly's a city that oh, you better brace yourself. And then Philly fans are like, hey, I'm going to send a bunch of like death threats to you. Like
2: really we, we beat up. We beat up Santa in our city.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know. It's a really gross. And, like, yeah, he did sort of ghost management. But, like, he also talked about the reasons that, like, he decided he didn't want to sign. Like, he changed his mind. I get that he confirmed he wanted to be a flyer. And then the last two years, I wouldn't have wanted to be a flyer either. Like, this is the team that, wasn't it Eric Lindros? uh, Famously refused to sign with the Nordiques and got traded to Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, this, it's, it's a wild it, – it goes back to forgetting that players are human beings that have agency, and, like, a kid doesn't owe anything to the team that drafted him. Oh. Yep. Kevin Hayes dipped out and never signed with us. Like, I don't know, that happens. He could have just true? gone through the rest of college and not sign. At least he told Philly he didn't want to sign, and they traded him and got somebody.
1: And that's not like he's not the first kid to do this either. Adam Fox did it, like,
0: and we love Adam Fox, but nobody talks about that anymore. Nope.
1: Uh, Philly Philly
0: fans will ignore it unless it happens to them. Exactly. No, it's it's an unfortunate thing, and again, I don't want to like isolate any fan base on this podcast but also if you're a Philly fan why are you watching this stick blade podcast uh, but like aren't
2: you the guy that always dunks on Buffalo the chance he gets
0: yeah no you're right you know what? Screw <laughs> Philly. Uh, it, it, it's just really unfortunate and like this is coming from a Chicago fan that just got really embarrassed by the way Chicago fans reacted at the Bulls ring of honor ceremony we booed Jerry Krause's like wife like, what the hell is wrong with you all? And But, like, take that and then think about sending death threats to a, a teenager. It's yep. just scumbag behavior. I don't no, like I, it.
1: I I don't like it either. And, like like I said, like I get fans are frustrated. I get that you're upset with what happened. I, if this happened with the Wings, I'd be upset too. Yeah. But just because you're upset does not excuse this behavior. That... If you're upset about it, you can be upset, and then you do like some in looking and say, "Okay, what did our management do that made <laughs> us a, like a player of this caliber doesn't want to come here? And how can it be changed?" That those are the questions you should be asking. Yep. I mean, I,
0: I love the way, honestly, I don't say this all the time. I love the way Torts handled it because yeah. you know he's like, you know what? You know, What do you think of Cutter? He's like, I don't know him, like. I, I don't know him from a hold a while like I never talked to him. Like, I'm excited about Jamie Drysdale because he's coming here. That's what I want to talk about. And then they were like, after one practice, what are your thoughts with him? He's like, I don't know, let the kid play. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's and he just he also ripped apart the reporter that said Kevin Hayes had something to do with Cutter deciding not to sign. He's like, are you the guy that gave Kevin a hard time? Goes Kevin and I had disagreements. We did not see eye to eye. He's a good man. Like torts is so weird because there's times that I'm like, get out of the league, old man, and then there's times where I'm like, God, I love this guy. I'd run through a wall for him. <laughs> uh, but no, that, that works was- perfectly. That
1: was the only piece of league news I felt like was worth talking about this week. Okay. We haven't talked about league news in a while, but I did think that that one was worth talking about because oh, yeah. it's not very often we see stuff like this happen. Um We can move on to the flashback and flash forward segments of the show.
0: We started with no. the
1: wings already. What's up?
0: We don't know. We don't need to do that. <laughs> I see uh, no the Blackhawks reason did not to to play any games this. this week.
2: The Blackhawks <laughs> played no games this week. <laughs>
0: uh, go ahead if you must, Jordan.
1: So we kind of already talked about the past week for the Wings. Um, obviously, the California road trip, the Wings. It was a had, success. It was a, a great success. Great success. They look like they've gotten back on their rhythm but man, the Edmonton game was very rough.
2: should have been a win. The, there was a yes weird feeling no. when Mc, there was a weird win when, feeling when McDavid scored that goal I was like ah, oh, but fantasy points.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. so, no, overall, the Wings had a good week this past week. like I said, just the Roach trip was, was a success for them Gi Pizza can't speak. I, I mean, did. Sam, you mentioned the Hawks didn't have any games. Now, is that because they just, they just didn't win any games?
0: <laughs> I don't think the Hawks knew they had games because we did bad. We we lost. We lost all our games this week. Uh, I'm trying to think. So the last podcast was January 7th, where we won against the Flames during that podcast, it looks like. Uh, since then we lost to the Oilers 2 to 1 which frankly I'll consider a win because we kept it close. Held. Yeah, exactly. Uh the Jets we lost to 2 to 1 and so I'm going to take that as a win too because we kept yep. it close. Uh and we lost to the Stars 3 to 1 and you know what it wasn't a blowout it wasn't 8 to 1 or 4 to 1 or 3-0 like we had the week before so mm-hmm. like I guess we all, we lost all three games, but in comparison, we had a great week.
2: So what you're saying is uh, trademarked by our podcast, Little Victories.
0: That's all I've got at this point, my friend. It's bleak. It's, bleak. So George, it's, n- it's negative nine degrees in Chicago right now, and the Hawks aren't good. This so, is where I'm at.
2: So, Tim, with that Little Victories feeling, who is your uh, player of the week, then, if you had one?
0: I mean... <sighs> Frankly, I was going to give it, I'm between Alex Vlasic just because he's, he's been far and away, especially with all the injuries and like the rotations we've had. This kid's been a freak. He's been far and away our best defenseman and put in ridiculously tough situations. But I think, yeah, I'm going to say Alex Vlasic and I'm going to take Nick's vote since he's not here. And I'm going to say Pete Mrazic because every game is two to one, two to one, three to one, that's, a, that's your goaltender saving your life. I mean, 2-1 to one against McDavid and Dreisaitl, that's a Christmas miracle. Just a little bit late. So it's Mrazic and it's Vlasic. Okay. And then we light a match and move forward.
1: I mean, for me, I've got to go with Alex Lyon. He put on an absolute clinic this week, just... Killer saves in the Edmonton game. Looked really good last night overall versus L.A. Hasn't really had a bad
2: game the past. Since he's come back yeah, from his injury, his yeah. He yeah. hasn't really had he's a bad stellar. game. It's funny, Jordan. We had the same pick. I was also going to pick Alex Lyon. I think he has played very stellar. He's kept us in a lot of these games. And also, he's a weird dude in a funny way. Like I like, I like him a lot. No, there was like a, a video of him like in the locker room getting ready for the game, like cutting up part of his jersey and just staring at the camera as he's goalies, cutting. Man. And I'm like, goalies are weird, man, and I love it. I'm here for it.
0: Careful, your kid's going to be a goalie. <laughs> uh,
2: there's, a, there's a big set up from a tiny foam light ball to a puck.
0: <laughs> I don't want to take a puck off the dome. No, me either. <laughs>
1: Uh, but no good good week overall for the wings um, moving forward though with the schedule um, just really quick the wings have four games this week if you count the game on Sunday that they're going to have next week uh, they play against the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight they play against the Panthers on Wednesday the Hurricanes on Friday and then the Lightning on Sunday so realistically four games before our next show I, I think they should they can beat the Leafs tonight I think the Panthers, they're probably going to lose to the Panthers. I think they can beat the Canes if they can outscore their defensive group. And mm-hmm. then, honestly, Tampa hasn't looked like the Tampa of old. I think we can take Because they in. are old. They, they are, are getting, getting old
0: older. Old bunch.
1: But I think the Wings can take three out of these four games.
2: I could see us winning two to three of these games as well. I think – The Canes will be the tough. The The Panthers will be the toughest matchup. Um, We can win tonight if we can score more goals than James Reimer gives up because he's he loves giving up goals. Good,
0: yeah.
2: Um, But yeah, I agree, Jordan. I think we can win two or three of these games.
0: I mean, Tim, what's coming up this week for the Hawks? Well, Tuesday we play the Sharks. Wednesday we play the Sabers. Friday we play the Islanders. Uh, listen, the Sharks are the only team, I think, in the league that's worse than us. So I'll, I need, I need something. I need to hold on to some shred of hope. So I think that we beat, I'm going to say, I think we beat the Sharks. My heart's not in it, but I need to say that. Uh, I think we lose to the Sabres and the Islanders, but you know what? No. I'm an optimist. I'm a tragic optimist. I think we take the Sabres to overtime. We lose, but we get a point. I don't think we beat the Islanders. A little victory.
1: I'll take it. Good stuff. Does anybody have anything else they want to talk about before we close the show out?
0: Nope. I think think Jason Dickinson should be the all-star with Bedard out that yeah. and so does nick so frankly he's the only other guy on our team that knows how to score uh which is buck wild And vancouver paint second to take his contract like a year and a half ago uh but he's got like 14 goals this year the guy's totally revamped his game it's remarkable that's that's Man, all i got and he's bloomers. earned it yeah and he's like 28 like he's a, not young he's not a rookie but like he's, he's not, not old
1: yeah like he's not a guy who he's out of the league in the next two years and yeah when we, when
0: we picked it when we got him from vancouver i thought he was going to be like a glendening type honestly uh but showing his offensive upside like how cool is that for a guy to be like yeah i don't know i just keep playing the game my way and like these are working now like that's rad uh, how cool for a guy like that to get the opportunity to be an all star if that was something that happened?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, cool. the John Scott moment.
0: Yeah, exactly. Except I love John Scott to death. He's a hero, but like Jason Dickinson's actually like pretty good at hockey.
1: Yeah, he, he's uh, got some real uh, But he's to just learn. like
0: an everyman. <laughs> yeah, he's, at, he's like an everyman guy that like shows up, punches in, chips in his couple of goals a year. Like that's not a guy that ever gets acknowledged and rewarded. Like I don't know, I'm rooting for him with the dart out.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, I think that's gonna
1: be it for our show tonight. Um, as always, thank you everybody who tunes in and checks the show out. It really, you really appreciate it and it helps the show grow. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, we are all over the internet sphere. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Um, you can find the show I, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I think we're on SoundCloud still. We're obviously on Facebook. That's where we host these live shows every week. Feel free to give us like, follow, share, whatever the social media currency is on the choice of on the And Also, feel free to reach out, reach out to us with any sort of like critique, uh, feedback, of the show, stuff like that. It really does help us make a better show for you guys. And also check out the hockey podcast network. I mean, obviously, we're we're you know a Wings and Hawks show, but if there's another team around the NHL that you follow chances are they've got you covered with content for that club. So, like, if you're a fan of, you know, Anaheim or San Jose, they have shows on the Hockey Podcast Network. Check them out. And also, again, check out our draft, our Drafting Sportsbook, who is our host uh, sponsor for tonight. Check them out as well. Again, that's code THTN when you sign up with them.
2: Speaking of uh, Hockey Podcast Network, Terry Ryan. You guys see he's coming back to hockey? Yeah, he's making
0: his uh, professional After, uh, after coming comeback. back for
2: Shorzy... He's like, With ah, the, Shorzy was something. I'll come back for this now.
0: Yeah, it's the Newfoundland. Uh, I I forget the name, but it's Newfoundland's ECHL team. Uh, yeah, it's like forty-seven. He's gonna be doing his professional comeback. Like, how sick is that? Good for you, Terry. Dude, I love it. I yeah, guess playing. I then. guess
2: playing hockey and uh, Shorzy motivated me to like come back and play hockey. Gotta let real. him
0: know you're out there. Yep.
1: I forgot to mention that. That is a fun little tidbit. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for our show tonight. Like I said, everybody, thank you for checking us out. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll catch you guys back here next time on another edition of the Stick Blade Podcast. But in the meantime, stay safe, take care of each other, take care of yourselves. And we'll catch you back here for another episode next week. You guys take it easy. Yeah.